Would you open up your Bible with me and turn to 1 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 reads, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he'll not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Good morning to everyone, and especially Paul. Amen. I'm glad he's here. Keep coming back now, brother. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to thank Brenda and Tony and uh, all the old people back here who keep the service running. I've got a message today. It could be a short message. It could be a long message. Brenda says keep it short. <laughs> But uh, it's always good to preach God's word. What is uh, temptation according to the Bible? If you want to answer that, feel free. What is temptation according to the Bible? Is it either from outside or inside of us that... Um, we're thinking of these capital sins that are truly uh, pride, greed, envy, anger, gluttony, and laziness are the root of all temptations. And how would you describe the character of Satan, either before he fell from heaven or after he fell? But it's the same character he had in heaven when he tried to deceive all of the angels. And as he's trying to deceive all the people on this world today. And so we have to have that in the back of our mind. Is that somebody's always trying to attack us to fall to temptation. What happens when we interact with others? We most likely start to lie and try to avoid our sin and bury it deep inside in our own knowledge without other people knowing. No temptation has overtaken you that is common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with temptation that he says he will also make a way of escape. Temptation, by its very meaning, when you hear that temptation, you're thinking right away, it's not good. Otherwise, you wouldn't be tempted. But temptation is a temptation to do wrong in the sight of God. Uh, we have to remember Jesus was tempted in all points, like as we are, yet without sin. Seven steps to overcoming temptation. Everyone experiences sometime in their life temptation. Of course, people who don't know God sometimes may not even know that they're being tempted 
because they're so close to following the world and the ways of the world that they didn't even know that they're being tempted. Remember the story of Joseph? I got just a few examples of some people that were tempted. Uh, remember Joseph? Joseph was sold to the Egyptians as a slave. He was just a young man. And uh, the Lord was with Joseph. He was probably worse than any of us have gone through as far as the temptation. If God allowed Joseph to be a slave, then he would put a successful man even as a slave. We often complain to God that he puts us in a different or a difficult place even as a slave. And then there was the temptation there in verse 3 of Genesis 37. And it came to pass that after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and she said, let me lie with you. When Potiphar's wife tempted him to commit adultery, he refused by saying, how, how then could I do this great and wickedness sin against my master. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me. But because you are his wife, how then can I do such a wicked thing against my master? And so, you know, she was accused of him, and Joseph ended up in prison. And he was still faithful to God. <clears throat> In the end, God rewarded him with a prominent position in his court. And also, at the same time, he saved a lot of lives. When they didn't have the food to eat, well, he banked food and had plenty of it to go around. Um, Joseph was in Potiphar's house for 11 years. It took 11 years for the full measure for all these different things to be accomplished in Joseph's life. Many think if advancement is from God that it must come quickly. Sometimes this is the case, but normally not. God allows good things to develop slowly. And you can compare that to the animals, the birds. That when they are born, they mature very fastly, especially the little birds. By the time their summer's over, they're ready to go back home, wherever that may be. But uh, you plant an oak, and how long does it take for that oak seed to come up? Sometimes they lie in the ground 
for years and years, and all of a sudden there's a fire, and next thing you know, that oak is starting to grow, coming up. So anyways, Potiphar left all that he had in Joseph's hands. And Joseph also was at a disadvantage, too, because here he was brought there as a slave. He had to get up early and stay up late to study the language, the culture, and how they did things there. Then you got the example of <clears throat> Daniel. Remember when Daniel entered that test of eating the right food and the food that was not defiled? And the thing was, after 10 days, then they would look at this group and this group and could tell the difference, how the diet made a difference, that they gained more wisdom, they seemed to shine out more. Is that truly, by eating the right food, they gained? Uh, story of beloved David. We all love the story of David. Sometimes we just like him because of what he's done. But yet, thankfully, that uh, he went through this temptation and yet he came out of it. He had difficult resisting temptation. Sometimes it's very hard to resist temptation. And then when David had this lady killed, or not lady, the man, the man in the army. Uh, he not only was looking for this man to die, but when he came back home, survived, and he wanted to go back into his house, and David says, no, I want you to go back out in the uh, battlefield. And his idea was to put him up in front line so that eventually he would be killed. But he didn't. He stayed there, I don't know how long it was, outside, and he didn't enter his house. Um, Elijah, the prophet, another person who faced temptation, uh, after confronting the prophet Bala, he was threatened by Queen Jezebel, and he fled in fear, and he finally came to a divine culture where he experienced strength and hope to continue his mission. Abraham, again, is another example of how to handle temptation in Abraham's story. In this narrative, Abraham was tempted multiple times to give up into his fears and turn away from the commands and promises of God. Therefore, it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, 
they shall say, that is his wife, and they will kill me. But they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, and it may be well for me. My soul shall live because of it, of telling a lie. And it came to pass that when Abraham was come into Egypt, he beheld the woman, that she was very fair. And the prince of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh. And the woman then was taken into Pharaoh's house. As he entreated Adam well for her sake, he had sheep, oxygen, oxen, men servants, maid servants, and donkeys and camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because Sarah, Abraham's wife, was now in his house. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this? What have you done? Why didst thou not tell me that she was his wife? Why sayest thou that she's my sister? So I might have taken her to me as a wife. Therefore, behold, thy wife, take her and go thy way. Although Abraham had his flaws, he ultimately chose to trust God and follow him faithfully. We can learn from this story that no matter how much we are tested or tempted, trusting in God is always the right thing to do. God will lead us down the right path. And then we have the story of Job. I won't go through all that, but you know how Job was tempted, how Job struggled, lost all his possessions, but yet Job still stayed strong. And I think when I read that text in Ephesians 6.12, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to reflect or Satan's working power, and God will give you the strength. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And facing temptation or anyway, we have to know what pleases or de-pleases God. And it also suggests that if you are being tempted, seek help from godly people. They may be in the church here, godly people, or somebody that you know that's a godly person. Don't give yourself permission to succumb to temptation. I've learned that anything I give myself an excuse for, I will do. So I have to remove myself from the temptation triggers. Okay, this means that you are making yourself strong, ready to fight the devil when he comes upon with some temptation. Now, how do I know if I'm speaking to good, strong Christian people here? 
I don't know. I see you all there. And you see me here. I got my tie on, my shirt on, jacket. What if I take it off? And then you may be seeing the real me. I get it off. Some of these shirts are hard to button. I'm a coming. There, one more button. This is the hardest one. I need a jackknife. All right. Now this is me. All right. What have I got on here? Thou shalt not quill. Oh, I can't read that one. But all the all the sins. And I have covered up that you don't, well, you didn't know, now you know. But often at times, we cover our sins up because we don't want other people to know, oh, we're really bad people, you know? And so when we are tempted, there are people who give in and some who don't. But the ones that give in, they don't want other people to know. So they got to cover up these sins. So they still think, oh, that's a good looking person. You know, he looks honest and everything. But remember Achan in the Bible? And Joshua, I think. Uh, Achan was going into battle with the other soldiers. And the Lord told him, uh, only take so many people, and when you conquer the land, don't take any possessions. The Babylonian robe, the silver, the gold, leave it there. That's dedicated to my temple. And so what did Achan do? He was tempted, right? If you went in there and you seen a big bag of gold, you seen a treasure of money, it'd be awful tempting not to take it. Well, what did he do? Man, that looked too good to turn down. So while somebody wasn't looking, he grabbed the robe, he grabbed the money, he grabbed the gold, and quickly he went out and back to his own tent. And then he must have had a shovel there because he said he buried it in the ground inside of his tent. And then, is it good news that comes on him or bad news? Bad news. He and all the tribes were called one by one until they came down 
the history, and he was picked out as the guilty person. He couldn't hide it no more. And the penalty for him disobeying God, they went to his tent, they got everything. They got him, his wife, his kids, his animals, everything. And they took him out to this one hill and they burned him, burned everything up. All the animals, all the people, everything was gone because Achan lied. And he never asked for forgiveness or anything, but he thought he was getting away with it. So we can't hide everything. And especially, we may think we've hidden it, but is there one upstairs that knows what we've done? There's always somebody that knows what we've done. And so it's better to confess your sins because he is faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So we're not going to get to heaven by uh, lying. There are no liars in heaven. There won't be. And other things, there won't be robbers, there won't be killers, you know. So if we all want to get to heaven, so what I need to do is clean this up. And I don't know if bleach will work or not. If it doesn't, then it's just a reminder that, hey, I shouldn't be doing those things. You know, the Lord doesn't want me to do those things. So, and he doesn't want you doing those things. It's a, a Christian life is not an easy life because we're going to be tempted even more in these last days before Jesus comes. And always will we be tempted. But if there we are tempted, Jesus provides a way for us, an excuse for us to overcome that temptation. And like Daniel did, and David, and all these other people, that they're able to get over that temptation or through it if they have their eyes upon Jesus and if Jesus is with them. And that's why we need to ask. So um, I don't know what temptations you are faced with each and every day, but Satan will work every deceivable way to deceive you. And in these end days, there are many people out there. Well, I heard one on the TV the other night, they're waiting for the secret rapture so that they can be taken to heaven. But there are many reasons, as there are churches. All these churches, all different types of churches, and most of them have something particular that different from the other church. And I found out people looking for a church 
They want a church that has action. They want a church that has young people involved in. They want a church that isn't too hard to go to. There's not too many rules that they have to keep. And I mentioned this before, and asked Midland on the internet there, people are looking for a church, but they're looking for a church with action, with things for their kids to do, and where they don't have to do a whole lot of things to stay a member of that church. And so I thought at times I would write back and express my things. But the people that are not searching for the truth, but the entertainment, are the ones that it's going to reach. So even though we're small in number, blessed are they who keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus. And that's what we need to do. So I know that's a little short today, but hey, if you want to take this shirt home, you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, I want us all to be safe because the times are really getting short. Adam and Eve lied, Cain lied, Abraham lied, Isaac lied, Jacob lied. Got some more here. Poplar's wife, she accused Joseph of trying to seduce her. Deliah deceived Samson and Peter. How many times did Peter sin? What was Peter known for? Denying his Lord. How many times? Three times. And uh, Ananias, Zipporah, another couple, I didn't get time to look those up, but they said that they were going to sell their portion of property. And they said that we will give this much. And after they sold it, wow, that's quite a bit of profit. I'd better keep some more money for myself. And so he did that. And he paid for it. Anyways, uh, as you think upon this, there's no use lying to the Lord because he knows everything. And if we lie to other people, they may see through our lie and know that we aren't really what we say we are. So people are watching us. They're watching you. You say that you're a Christian and you do wrong things. Well, I don't think that's going to invite people into our church. But keep that in mind, is that we serve a loving God, and God wants us to grow together, to be together, and when he comes in the cloud of heaven with that thousand angels, we want to be there. I want to go up with the angels. God bless you.